0: This is Fizbo Smarts, episode four. Let's go. Hey, this is Steve Klein with Fizbo Smarts, giving you the tips and tools that we've learned along our for sale by owner journey. So you can also save thousands of dollars on your own home sale. It's June 22nd, and it's been about a couple weeks since I did the last episode recording, and I wanted to give you an update and some interesting tips that we found, or interesting facts, rather. It's something that came up when we were actually at the beach, and, well, I, I could just tell it to you right now. First of all, when, when we were going through our stuff at our house, and I was looking through a lot of my old stuff, like I had an old piggy bank, and we were talking the classic glass piggy banks, that the only way you could get the money out of it is to tip it upside down and shake the money out until your coins drop through the little slot. Or some people in the olden days would just take a hammer and break it open as a as a way to get their money out of it. And also, my mom had these, I think I mentioned, these different sculpted wine decanters and beautiful pink glasswares and green glass serving ware. There was a lot of really beautiful, elegant things And when we tried to sell them in our garage sale, they really didn't sell as much as we thought they would. So we boxed them up and kept them. Well, when we were at the beach, we went into that antique store and I could not believe my eyes, but I saw the same exact piggy bank, the one that I had growing up. Not only that, they had those same wine decanters that my mom did and some of the same serving ware. And it was so strange to have that in an antique store. I mean, this must have been something that my mom had, and now here it was in this antique store. But here's the thing. The antique store had those same items for $12. That's right. Not $50, not $100, $12. And I'm thinking, if it was that commonplace where I could just go into a random antique store at the beach, which is about a couple hours drive from where I live, and they were there, I'm like, well, maybe they're not as special as I once thought. And this goes back to my whole point of that last episode that we talked about really valuing your time more than you value the stuff, if that makes any sense. But anyway, that was just a big eye-opener for me. But overall, the the beach was a really nice and welcome retreat. It was really a nice getaway, and I, I knew we had planned on going there. But again, this was going back to what I was talking about earlier about making sure you plan for those times, plan for the things that that you have going on in your life. Don't let the for sale by owner totally consume you because it's not your job, right? I mean, it's a realtor's job and you're trying to make it your job at least to the point where you can sell your own home and make those thousands of dollars so that hopefully you can go on a bigger vacation next time, right? Like taking the whole family on vacation to someplace like Hawaii or wherever you'd like to go. So as far as what we've done in the last couple of weeks, well, it's almost been three weeks now, And this is going into the tip section of this broadcast, of this episode of the Fizbo Smarts, uh, is that we have finally got all of the living room, the dining room, and everything I would consider prepped and ready and staged for photography. In fact, we also did take photography, well, pictures, I did. I took my camera over there, my Canon camera, with the wide angle lens, I had a 15 millimeter, no, it's the 10 millimeter to the 18 millimeter, I believe. It's the one where I could get it extra wide, but what I found out is that the wide shots, I didn't like the wide shots as much. In fact, I think that it was better not having the wide angle shots. There were certain, uh, I guess, certain angles, however, that I thought the wide angle shots did look good. It's just that it made the room look a little bit bigger than it really is, and so I don't wanna be deceiving. As you see some photos, out there, sometimes a realtor would do that. And I don't want to necessarily not do that. I I, would, I do want to show that there is room, but I don't want to show that there's too much room if there's not that much room. So I want to be more, how should I say it, transparent. I want to be transparent and and honest. And you do too. Whenever you are showcasing your home, obviously you want to put your good foot forward, your best foot forward, so to speak. So you want to show the good qualities of your home but you also don't want to detract from the reality of your home as well. So you want to, there's a fine line there. So what I suggest is, uh, at least what we did, is we cleaned out the living room of all of the clutter, meaning we if we had an extra chair in there that wasn't needed, we took that out so it showed more room. In fact, we had two chairs in there. We took one out. We kept the one, we kept the uh, coffee table in there. So that was important. And the sofa and the and the love seat there, We t- we kept that there. The dining room, we we took away the extra chair there. And in the plant room, we used to call it plant room. We actually are calling that a den now because we carpeted that recently. And we also took out some furniture out of the back room. We're going to call that the sewing room because there's an old sewing machine there, an antique sewing machine that my mom owned. And so we're we're calling that the... uh, The sewing room and then the two bedrooms in the back which are the bigger rooms we're calling those the master bedrooms and i'm not going to label which one is the master and which one is just another spare bedroom because since they're both about the same size i'm just going to call them both master bedrooms because they both give a beautiful view into the backyard so i'm going to allow the new buyer and this is the kind of mindset you want to get into the habit of thinking about your buyer and put yourself in your buyer's shoes they may think one bedroom is more of the master bedroom than the other. So rather than you label them, allow them to label them. And so if you say, hey, these these are both considered the master bedrooms, in their mind, they're going to they're gonna pick which ones they think is the master bedroom. So you don't even have to worry about it. In fact, that's a great segue into my next statement is when you take the pictures of your home, visualize how they would like to feel in that home. And so obviously you would try and cater your angles to how it would better suit the potential buyer. How would they feel when they look into this picture, this window, if you will, of your home? How are they gonna look at it as if it's their home? And this goes back to my first topic, which we talked about at the very first episode, which was about cleaning the clutter out of your house, but also taking all of your personal belongings, all your personal photos, your family photos, and replacing it with a generic Sort of, I would call it my showcase home. You know, a home that you would probably showcase if you were selling, say you're a realtor and there's a new home development. They usually have the showcase home towards the front, then you could look at the house plans and all that. Well, that's what you're doing in a way with your own home. You're showcasing your home. So, anyway, I did that. We did the photos and it went really well. Now I have, since we are in the digital age now, and I have a bunch of digital photos, now we got to go through the process of finding the best ones. And my next steps, and this will be in our next episode, is to take those photos and create a flyer from them. But not only that, I am going to also put those online. And we're going to talk about that in our next broadcast, because right now I still have to go through these photos and see which ones are going to be the best, The other important two items that we did or that I did is I did some legwork on the comps in my area, and I got the report from the title company, which I don't know if I've ever mentioned this yet or not, but your title company can be a wealth of information for you. They offer free services in their customer service department that can give you certain information that is helpful and useful when you're trying to sell your home. Now, it's been about five years since we've even looked at selling another house that we own. And so it's a good time to also meet your escrow officer. And so I made an appointment to meet with an escrow officer, first over the phone and then in person. And what you really want to do is find out if anything has changed. You want to find out if anything's changed in the market, one. And then two, you want to see if anything has changed as far as filling out the contract. Now, obviously, an escrow officer in a title company is not an attorney, nor is it a replacement of an attorney. And by the way, neither am I an attorney. That's a disclaimer. Uh, and, and so you should also always check with your local uh, attorney or lawyers for legal advice. But what I would say is that if there has been any laws or anything's changed, the title company will know. And because they see these contracts day in and day out. They are your neutral third party and they're the ones that will actually process the the transaction after you have a sales agreement in hand. So these this is the company, this is the neutral third party that is going to carry out your agreement between you and the buyer. So they will know. And if there is anything, information that they deem that you would need to know, they'll tell you. And then also it is a good idea to follow up with an attorney as well. And think about this, even if you pay two hundred dollars an hour, let's say your attorney is two hundred dollars an hour and you pay say you, you say you spend about an hour or two with them, so that's what two to four hundred dollars that's still a fraction of what it'll cost to have a realtor in the realtor's commission. if that's twenty thousand dollars, four or five hundred dollars is just a, a drop in the bucket compared to what you're going to save, so it's still a benefit, and you would learn more as well. Now, the only caveat to that is that I know that some attorneys out there have been known to act as a realtor. In fact, if they hear hear that you're selling your home, some of them will actually say, well, you know what, I can can represent you on that and I can sell the home for you. And then they will want a commission or a fee, a realtor's fee. And I wouldn't say a realtor's fee, it'd be more like an attorney's fee. So again, be careful. If you want to engage with an with an attorney then just make sure that you do articulate what it is that you want to do and make sure you spell out the ground level details of what you're asking them to do how much that you want them to represent you either legally or with the real estate transaction and just be clear about it the other thing i wanted to do was find my old contract the contract that i did when i previously sold my home And I did find it, which was the good thing. So I'm going through that now and just templating out a a blank one. I couldn't find a blank one. That was the problem. I I thought I'd bought a couple of of spares the last time I sold my house, but I guess I didn't. So I'm purchasing one from the local stationery store, Stephen and Ness. And they have a template, well, not a template, but they have two forms that I need, which is one's the earnest money agreement. And then the second one is a lead-based paint disclosure Because since this house was built prior to the 1970s, 1978 and earlier, you have to, by law in in our state, the state of Oregon, you have to disclose that uh, there could be a possibility of lead-based paint. And then the forms is like there's three pages of these disclosures and I just looked at them up online and and I'm supposed to be getting them in the mail and they have triplicate forms. So you fill out the top part and there's a carbon copy that makes a copy into the second and the third page. I think there's pink and then there's yellow. For the copies, and then the, the top part, the white part, you you, sent, you give that to the uh, title company when you're done. But anyway, the, the point was these there was more forms in the disclosure than there were in the earnest money agreement. So it's like this, so much paperwork. I, anyway, but we'll get into that uh, in our next in our next episode. But what I wanted to kind of bring to your attention is that this is something that that you can get going right away. You can get you can order this these documents from a stationery store, and you don't have to create them yourself, although you can. I mean, there's nothing saying that you couldn't create your own legal document, but I would always suggest to check with an attorney, get get one that's that's reputable in your state. Your attorney will will guide you to the right one that you need to get for yourself and your local, your local jurisdiction. And lastly, what i what I'm going to do also between now and our next next broadcast, our next episode is I'm going to be putting all of the photos with a description of the property on Fizbo.com and Zillow. Zillow's free and Fizbo.com does cost. I think it's a certain fee. You can get a six month or a one-year uh, fee. It's it's really weird. I went and took a look at it recently and it's it's older than I remember because I I think it's been I don't think I used it on the last time we sold a home, but I did a, over ten years ago. And I thought since I was going to do this broadcast and this episodes and all this stuff, I wanted to do it kind of the same way, or just kind of look at other other options out there. And Fisbo.com is actually a good option, even though the site looks a little dated. They still allow some pretty good. They have some really good tools on there. They actually have one that will allow you to create a flyer based on whatever you've uploaded. So if you uploaded some photos along with the description it'll create a pdf flyer for you which is pretty pretty slick zillow didn't do that although zillow is free and zillow in my opinion is one of the best search engines right now for uh, for your for sale by owner house however it did look like they catered to real estate agents i noticed uh, every time i was going up there it would it would say do you want to do you want to contact an agent for this property i'm thinking well that's fine if if you're a realtor but what if you're selling it by for sale by owner We'll look into that more in detail in our next episode. So I hope you found value in this and I hope you're tracking with us pretty well as we go through this journey together, our for sale by owner journey. If you're finding value out of these episodes, drop us a line or check us out on our website, fysbosmarts.com. I'd love to hear from you and hear any of your tips that you've learned along your for sale by owner journey take care. Until next time, this is Steve Klein signing off.